Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lin Li Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. It's all about jobs today. Singapore job postings on leading job site Indeed fell 4.2%. That's compared with a month earlier, marking the third consecutive month of decline. Um, this is based on Indeed's latest analysis on hiring trends in Singapore, Lin. Yes, that's right, Adrian. The occupational categories that face the greatest decline in job postings over the past three months include therapy, uh, down by 22%, scientific research, down by 20%, and mathematics, down by 19%. Only 22% of occupational categories experienced growth in job postings on Indeed's platform over the past three months. On the upside, demand for childcare workers in Singapore jumped 51%. And joining us on the show to give us a better understanding of the report is Callum Pickering, APAC Senior Economist at Indeed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So according to the latest data from Indeed, um, the demand for childcare workers in Singapore has jumped by 51%. Um, Is this an indication that the job market here still remains favourable for job seekers? Absolutely. While the the figures you mentioned just before were maybe a little bit negative in terms of job postings decline, the the overall picture for the Singapore um, labour market is still very positive with job postings almost twice as high as they were before the pandemic began. The childcare sector is an interesting one where postings have increased by 51% over the past three months. And, and that's being triggered by a lot of um, Singapore workers returning to the workplace and relying to a greater degree on um, childcare um, so that they can do that. Um, one of the, the big concerns, though, is that there is clearly a bit of a shortage for childcare workers, and that can lead to shortages for other sectors as well. Um, because if you can't find childcare places, that means that you might not be able to work as many hours as you'd like to. Uh, it could also mean that you might not be able to actively engage in the workforce either. To put things into perspective, can you give us an idea of um, how much more are childcare workers earning now? Are salary ranges going up across the board? Well, putting um, you know specific number on wages is difficult, but but certainly the the imbalance between demand and supply of childcare workers is creating wage pressure across the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, childcare workers are in a very favourable position right now in terms of the the wages and, and benefits that they can demand, mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases, it seems as though they're, they're likely taking advantage of that. On indeed, we continue to see these these imbalances between job seekers um, and the jobs that are, are available. And so if a lot of childcare providers want to fill those jobs, they're going to have to pay more to do so. Callum, you know, Indeed's job report also shows that job postings in most other occupational categories have actually declined by 5% or more since the end of November. Tell us a little bit more about these sectors and how they've been affected and what they're actually doing about it. Yeah, so we are seeing some pretty sizable declines over the past um, few months, which is consistent with the expectation that the demand for workers was going to, to ease a, a little bit um, over the, the course of, of this year. So we're already beginning to, to see that. Some of the falls have been quite large. Therapy down 22%, mm. scientific research down 20%, mathematics down 19%. I think, though, it's, it's very important to recognise that it's not all doom and gloom. And some of these jobs that have fallen over the past three months have done so off a very high initial base because demand for workers had been been so strong 
um, throughout the, the recovery phase last year. Take scientific research, for example. While postings might have fallen by 20% over the past few months, there's still 2.7 times as many scientific research jobs now as there was three years ago when the pandemic began. And similar stories are apparent for, for almost every occupation where postings have fallen. They might not be as high as they were a few months ago, but they are still incredibly high by historical standards. I'm just looking at the numbers. With those uh, decline categories in, in that face the greatest decline in job postings over the past three months, could it be these industries are just going through cycles of hiring? There is certainly going to be an element of that. Obviously, uh, a lot of businesses have faced some pretty challenging conditions, particularly um, with high cost of living, elevated inflation, uh, tighter monetary policy are all contributing to a more difficult operating environment for a lot of businesses, which, you know, in specific cases is going to lead to lower demand for workers uh, across those businesses. Um, More generally speaking, though, given how widespread these declines have been. I, I think we are just seeing a, a bit of a, a softening or a cooling down of mm. the quite remarkable labour market conditions that we saw across the course of, of 2022. Mm. Demand was very high over that period, probably unsustainably high, and we're, we're seeing it come off a little bit um, in, in recent months. Now, Callum, over the last couple of months, this is a story that's dominated headlines. We're talking about the tech sector and multiple layoffs. So interestingly, Last year, workers in the tech sector were among the least likely to consider a career change. That was at 17%. Now, given the mass layoffs in the industry, can we see this number fall even further this year? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Obviously, a lot of the tech layoffs have been very high profile and they've gained a lot of attention. And we have seen a, a bit of a decline in the number of job opportunities available for people in the tech sector. Um, nevertheless, tech workers seem to be incredibly loyal to the industry. And Indeed's research suggests that they are highly unlikely to actually search outside the tech sector in, in terms of finding a new job. Um, over the course of 2022, about 17% of full stack developers, 17% of Java developers, Developers, um, when they were clicking on jobs on Indeed, clicked on jobs outside the tech sector. So about 83% were always in the tech sector. So this is going to be interesting to see that that loyalty pushed up against the lower number of job opportunities and whether that shifts job seeker behaviour at all. Now, I think it's important to, to remember that there still is a lot of tech jobs mm-hmm. available, mm-hmm. even though there have been these layoffs. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the the situation in the tech sector does appear to be shifting in terms of labour market conditions and business conditions. And that could definitely uh, have further implications for job creation across the sector over the course of of 2023, which could have an impact on job seeker behaviour. Now, looking at all these numbers in your report, what does that tell us about Singapore's labour market? Well, overall, the Singapore labour market remains very healthy, despite the fact that job postings have declined in each of the past three months. Unemployment is very low. Um, the unemployment rate's at its lowest level in about seven years. Um, and employment is, is well above where it was before the pandemic began. Nevertheless, our data does should suggest that some cracks are beginning to show. Um, and these are probably the first cracks that we've really seen in the labour market um, throughout the, the recovery phase. We know that the economy is going to be more challenging this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that a lot of businesses are concerned about that. And with that being the case, you would expect them maybe to pull back a little bit on their demand for workers mm-hmm. and, and the job opportunities that they are creating. So I think the data can be viewed as a, a bit of a concern um, as a forward-looking indicator 
indicator of labour market conditions, but it needs to also be balanced against the fact that most labour market metrics for Singapore are, are still very healthy at this point in time. Callum, which sectors are you seeing the most demand, particularly now as life returns to normal, people going back to their previous jobs or also upskilling? Um, what are some of those trends? Well, certainly the service sector has been uh, incredibly strong throughout the pandemic recovery and, and very much remains that way. We talked about the tech sector earlier and some of the concerns about the, the industry. Um, but if you were looking back at just 2022, 20, uh, um, you would have to say the tech sector has been one of the, the shining lights uh, for the Singapore economy as well. Overall, there have been very few weak spots throughout the pandemic recovery. Almost every industry group has been looking at skill shortages, excess demand for for workers versus the the amount of people that they can actually bring in. So for job seekers overall it's remained it's been a you know a pretty good period if you're out there looking for for work because it doesn't really matter what your background is or experience level or, or skill level there are going to be jobs that are available to do. Now, there have been some industries that have lagged behind the broader recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, manufacturing is a good example of that. Construction, to, to some extent, we also saw a little bit in um, food preparation, uh, combination food services, um, those type of industries where the recovery was delayed uh, a little bit due to economic restrictions. Um, but most of those industries have come on quite well over the past six months or so. That's great news for job seekers. Let's talk about salary now. Um, wh- what are we seeing in terms of you know, uh, employers thinking about inflation, how are they pricing the salaries for, you know, job seekers? Yeah, this is an interesting one. So, I mean, you look at the demand and supply for for workers um, and the imbalance that we've seen, the skill shortages that have emerged, it seems as though wage growth or salary growth should be higher than it, mm-hmm. than it currently is. So, so businesses have managed to sort of uh, resist uh, wage gains or salary gains to, to some degree, um, which means that certainly when you account for inflation, a lot of uh, individuals and households have certainly gone backwards from an income standpoint. And I think that's going to be a big concern over the course of, of 2023. I think uh, wage earners are going to be pushing for the bigger gains. Um, and I, I think they're in a position to demand that as long as these skill shortages remain in place. Um, and that's going to push up against the re- somewhat resistance from, from businesses to actually go along with that. Um, but I think that what we are seeing in the household sector with regards to uh, the purchasing power of incomes going backwards due to cost of living pressures means that if wages don't pick up further, uh, I, th- I think that the household sector could be a, uh, a big source of economic weakness for Singapore over the course of this year. Interesting perspectives there. Thank you very much, Callum. We've been speaking to Callum Pickering, Apex Senior Economist at Indeed. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.